The first dragonborn, Merek, had also gained more power since his defeat by Volak. Upon learning of the last dragonborn, he had sent out cultists with the orders to defeat the dragonborn. The last dragonborn would travel to Solstheim, where the cultists had originated, in order to find the origin of the cultists. Here, they would discover that Merek had corrupted the Allmaker Stones in order to increase his power for his planned return. During their quest to stop Merek, Merek held the power to transport to the last dragonborn every time they slew a dragon, and steal the dragon's soul before the last dragonborn could absorb it. With the aid of Hermes Mora, the last dragonborn would learn the necessary powers required to defeat Merrick, primarily the bend will shout. The last dragonborn would travel to Apocrypha one last time to face Merrick in combat. After a long battle, Hermes Mora ended the conflict by slaying Merrick for his treachery and naming the last dragonborn his champion. This was because Hermes Mora did not desire Merrick to be set free from his direct control and instead wanted a more loyal servant. During the events of the quest if no one escapes Sidney Mine, the Dragonborn can choose to remark on whether they have a family or not. When talking with Sir Honor, the Dragonborn may comment on what type of relationship the Dragonborn had with their parents as well as hinting at their fate. Additionally, Eola may claim that they may have tasted the flesh of a dead sibling when they were young, during the quest, The Taste of Death. When formally greeting the last dragonborn, the Greybeards named them Ismir, Dragon of the North. The same title was held by Tiber Septim, Wolfheart, and supposedly all dragonborns before that have visited the Greybeards. Many people have heard the term dragonborn, we are of course ruled by the dragonborn emperors, but the true meaning of the term is not commonly understood. Most scholars agree that the term was first used in connection with the covenant of Akatash, when the blessed Saint Alessia was given the amulet of kings and the dragon fires in the temple of the one who first lit. Akatash, looking with pity upon the plight of men, drew precious blood from his own heart, and blessed Saint Alessia with this blood of dragons, and made a covenant that so long as Alessia's generations were true to the dragon blood, Akatash would endeavor to seal tight the gates of oblivion, and to deny the armies of Didra and undead to their enemies, the Didra-loving aliens. Those blessed by Akatash with the dragon blood became known more simply as Dragonborn. The connection with the rulers of the empire was thus there from the beginning, only those of the dragon blood were able to wear the amulet of kings and light the dragon fires. All the legitimate rulers of the empire have been dragonborn, the emperors and empresses of the first Cyrodiilic empire founded by Alessia, Remen Cyrodiil and his heirs, and of course Tiber Septim and his heirs, down to our current emperor, His Majesty Pelagius Septim IV. Because of this connection with the emperors, however, the other significance of the dragonborn has been obscured and largely forgotten by all but scholars and those of us dedicated to the service of the blessed Tolos, who was Tiber Septim. Very few realize that being dragonborn is not a simple matter of heredity, being the blessing of Akatash himself, it is beyond our understanding exactly how and why it is bestowed. Those who become emperor and light the dragon fires are surely dragonborn, the proof is in the wearing of the amulet and the lighting of the fires. But were they dragonborn and thus able to do these things, or was the doing the sign of the blessing of Akatosh descending upon them? All that we can say is that it is both, and neither, a divine mystery. <laughs>